Well, the 2021 Big 12 football season is in the books and the college football playoff is all set. I'm Pete Mundo. It's good to be here with you on the Sunday after the Big 12 championship game. And wow, what a game. I was standing there, by the way, in my living room on that final drive for the Oklahoma State Cowboys, like a coach on the sidelines with my hands on my knees watching that game. I never typically get in. I mean, I I get into games, but I don't typically stand up when I'm watching games. That final drive from Oklahoma State was absolutely unbelievable until the very end. By the way, thanks for joining us. We're on Facebook Live. We are on the podcast. We'll have this up on YouTube as well. As we recap, the Big 12 championship game between Oklahoma State and Baylor, and also talk about the college football playoff rankings that just came out. Uh, Before we get to the rankings, I know a lot of you Baylor fans are ticked off. You have every right to be ticked off with how those playoff rankings just went. They just came out, and Baylor did not rank ahead of Notre Dame and Ohio State. So hang tight. We'll get to that. Let's first talk about this Big 12 championship game yesterday, which Baylor won 21-16 over Oklahoma State. If Spencer Sanders doesn't throw four interceptions, Oklahoma State wins this game. It's that simple. It is that simple. I know Oklahoma State fans are frustrated with some of the officiating possibly And I agreed on some of the questionable calls. There was the lateral slash backwards pass from Blake Shapin, the Baylor quarterback, which was picked up by Oklahoma State in the first half, which was not called. uh, It was called a forward pass. That meant that Baylor retained the ball. It was an incompletion. The Bears went on to score a touchdown. That was a fair call to question. Then there was the phantom timeout at the end of the game. Before the last play that Oklahoma State ran at the goal line, Baylor called a timeout. The problem is they had no timeouts left. Quickly, the officials broke, said, yes, Baylor gets a timeout, then realized they had no timeouts, called them back on the field, but that allowed Baylor to reset its defense. And then there was uh, maybe a horse collar on that final tackle by McVeigh, which was an incredible tackle by Baylor. You're talking about a six-year senior. I'm taking nothing away, but Oklahoma State fans brought up a potential horse collar. Here's the reality, all right? The reality is this. Oklahoma State had seven chances to get in a touchdown from the one-yard line, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. That's what this game comes down to. You can't really talk about the officiating when you've got seven chances to get one yard. All right, that's it. And the Baylor defensive line deserves all the credit in the world. All right, what Dave Aranda has done this season with this team, bouncing back from two wins last year, all right, two wins last year, keeping the bulk of these guys, not losing a ton of players who were brought in by Matt Rule to transfer, is an incredible, incredible accomplishment by Dave Aranda, and he deserves all the credit in the world, as do the players on this team. But I, And I'm not hearing a lot of this from Oklahoma State fans, all right? I'm not. I'm just saying there's a small portion that are talking about the officials, and you can't. You, you cannot talk about the officials when you've got seven plays to get one yard and you can't do it. Maybe Jalen Warren changes the way that works out. But the offensive line was getting no push. No push up front. 
on any of those plays. And even if you got Jalen Warren, who's a solid, low-to-the-ground running back, I don't know if that necessarily changes. I, I just don't. So uh, this game, I look at a couple of things, too, for Baylor. you got to give Blake Shape and a ton of credit. The freshman quarterback who's played a game and a half comes in, and he goes 23-28 for 180 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Meantime, Spencer Sanders, the more veteran quarterback, ends up throwing four picks. I mean, I thought that Oklahoma State would win this game. Now, I had Baylor to cover the spread, so I, I, I got Baylor to cover the spread there on Saturday. But the reason I thought Oklahoma State would win was because I thought the defenses were pretty evenly matched. And I thought the experience of having a Spencer Sanders at quarterback versus a true freshman at quarterback was going to make all the difference in the world. And it turned out, wasn't the case. Blake Shapin set a record, by the way. He set a... Big 12 record and an AT&T stadium record. I should say Big 12 championship game record, completing 17 passes in a row to start this game. Uh, unbelievable what this young man did, what this freshman did. And Baylor should have a quarterback battle going into next year. That's how good Blake Shapin was. Uh, but the way that, that Baylor got the offense going early, they didn't score any points in the second half. Let's not forget that. Baylor scored zero points in the second half. The Oklahoma State defense did its job, especially in that second half. And Oklahoma State's offense just couldn't capitalize on it. I mean, you think back to 2011 for Oklahoma State, and it's like they were one, a couple of defensive plays away from playing for a national championship. And now 10 years later, they're a couple of decent offensive plays away from playing in a college football playoff. I mean, that's, that's, what, this, that's what this whole thing came down to on Saturday. Uh, but Blake Shapin impressed me. The entire Baylor defensive line was really, uh, I thought, the star of the game with those goal line stands. And if you're Baylor, this turnaround, Matt Rule into Dave Aranda, I mean, Mac Rhodes should have a lifetime deal down there in Waco with the hires that he has made. And I saw this uh, report about Dave Aranda yesterday that despite all these coaching vacancies, he never used, never used Baylor for leverage to possibly get a bigger contract for himself. He used it to try to get his assistance raises. That tells you what kind of guy Dave Aranda is. Where can you get the t-shirts? Uh, check in in the new year, and we will have options and ways to get the Heartland College Sports t-shirts that I am wearing. We got to get a new shop up and going. So we'll get that going in the new year. All right, I promise you guys we'll have those options to buy Heartland College Sports t-shirts, uh, hoodies. We'll have all those options available for you. But Baylor, uh, they win the Big 12, second year in three years, second time in three years they played for a Big 12 championship. This time they get over the hump with a 21-16 win over the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And that game, the way that game ended was just mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. And if you haven't read, we had Matthew Postens and Derek Duke at the Big 12 championship game. If you have not read the content from these guys yesterday – unbelievable stuff that we pumped out on Dave Aranda, Mike Gundy, the future of both programs, where these programs have come from, where they've been. It's all up on the website right now. So be sure to go check it out at heartlandcollegesports.com. That was a thrilling way to end uh, the Big 12 championship, the Big 12 season. And it was after OU in Texas a couple of years back, since the Big 12 brought back the championship game, second highest attendance was yesterday. For two teams that are not blue bloods, for two teams who are part of the leftover eight, 
That's pretty good. All right? OU's been in this thing every year, and it was Oklahoma State and Baylor that put together the second-best record attendance for a Big 12 championship game after OU Texas a couple of years back in 2018. So that tells you something. All right? That tells you something. Now let's go to the college football playoff and start off with the fact that Baylor got absolutely screwed. Not that they... Not that they should have been in the top four. All right? Not that they should have been in the top four. But the rankings came out earlier uh, in the hour. And it was Alabama at one, Michigan at two, Georgia at three, Cincinnati at four. Fine. That's what we knew it was going to be. Although we wrote on the site this morning, Cam Brock wrote on the site this morning, a really good piece about how Georgia is a product of SEC bias. Georgia is a product of SEC hype. What's Georgia's best win? All right, they beat Clemson to start the season. That doesn't look very good anymore. Clemson's not a good win. They didn't even get to the ACC championship game. The ACC's a joke. Their best win is Kentucky. Like, this notion that, well, oh, Georgia's got to be in. They were undefeated until they actually played Alabama and got, like, stop with that. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's how it works in the SEC, though. The wins mean more. The losses mean less. So you could have made that case. You can go read the article on the site. But I'm telling you, I mean, the SEC bias is real. It was on full display. Full display. But anyway, what really got me is when I saw that Notre Dame was five and Ohio State was six. So let me get this straight. A Baylor team that goes 11-2, and two, wins its conference, 4-1 and one against top 25 teams, is behind a two-loss team in Ohio State that did not win its conference, didn't even play for a conference title, and behind Notre Dame, which has no conference title. Are you kidding me? Is the college football playoff serious? It was just seven years ago when I remember being told by the college football playoff committee that Baylor and TCU got bumped out of the playoff because, well, they didn't have a conference championship. And conference championships matter. And conference championship games matter. Oh, now they don't. You see what this is, right? It's all about, well said Jimmy on Facebook Live. It is all about what is on the side of the helmet. That's exactly right. The committee is a joke. I never thought I would miss the BCS. The BCS was flawed. But in many ways, this is more flawed because these people care about what is on the side of the helmet. These people genuinely believe that what is on the side of the helmet should matter instead of what actually happens on the field. Ohio State lost to Michigan. Fine, Michigan's really good. They lost to Oregon. Did you see what happened to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game? Did you watch that the other night? Because I did. And it was a disaster for the Oregon Ducks. Notre Dame does not have... uh, What's like... If you go back and you look at it, so Notre Dame's got one loss to Cincinnati, fine. So I guess losses matter more than wins, is what you're saying. Notre Dame did not have a great season in terms of who they actually played. Fine, they don't play FCS teams. Congratulations, Notre Dame. Well done. Good for you. You don't play Notre, You don't play uh, FCS teams. But they weren't playing the cream of the crop in the Power Five. 
I, look at who they played. Florida State, USC, who stunk, UNC, Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford, because they got to keep those those you know rivalries that mattered 40 years ago going, more than that, 50 years ago going. Baylor's got a better resume than both of those teams, and they got dumped below the top six by the College Football Playoff Committee. That's why, you know, Bob Bowlesby said yesterday before the Big 12 title game, he talked to the media and he said that expansion could be on the rocks because of some of the issues um, and, and disagreements that are happening behind closed doors. Do we do automatic bids for conferences? Do we not do automatic bids for conferences? That appears to be the main sticking point. All I know is this much. The college football playoff has got to expand. And frankly, I think there should be automatic bids because if not, we know how this is going to go. You're going to get 12 college football playoff teams and you're going to get six SEC teams. That's what's going to happen. Uh, that's, that's how this is going to play out. Uh, Scott writes, if we go to a 12-team playoff, I say forget the committee entirely. I'm fine with that because the committee's got no standards. I mean, the committee's got less standards than a sorority girl at 3 a.m. on a Saturday. Uh, that's just the reality. They have zero standards. They uphold themselves to nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I would go back... Heck, if you want to do a 12-team playoff and go back to the BCS model in terms of how you pick those, those 12 teams, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Because the way the human beings are operating is comical. It's like they listen to the Paul Feinbaum show every single day and uh, pleasure themselves while listening to Paul Feinbaum and then say, oh, well, this is what we got to do because Paul says so. Because... Uh, Jimmy boy sitting on his front porch in Birmingham is telling me how great the Alabama Crimson Tide are and how great Georgia is. Well, I guess I got to go with them. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. What does Steven have here on Facebook Live? Steven writes, in 2014, 11 and one co-conference champs, Baylor and a TCU were jumped by 12 and one Ohio State for not playing a championship game. In 2021, 10 and two Ohio State, who did not play in a championship game, was ranked ahead of 11 and two Big 12 championship game winning Baylor. Welcome to the playoff. Yep, that's exactly right, Stephen. Welcome to the playoff where standards don't exist because we just care about what is on the side of the helmet. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And this is like, I've been annoyed before at the college football playoff committee for various reasons. But this, even though it didn't cost the Big 12 a spot in the, com- in the college football playoff, um, it almost is more frustrating because it's so evident what they did. By the way, throw in your questions on Facebook Live. We'll take them now. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. And this show is brought to you by Uh, Our friends at mybookie.com. You still got the NFL. You got bowl season, by the way. We'll have a ton of bowl coverage coming your way. Deposit right now at mybookie.com using our promo code BIG12, and you get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That means uh, you go to mybookie.com, you deposit, you want to put in 100, 200, 500 bucks to place your bets. They'll double your money right out of the gates. That's just right off the top. They double your money. No unlocking it or any of that BS. It's where I've been placing my bets for several years because people say, Pete, how can we help the site? All of our content is free. All I ask is that you consider using our sponsors for whatever you're doing. So that's a great way to 
to support us, support this show, allow this show to keep growing. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12. Use it for the NFL games today. Use it for the bowl games coming up, college football playoff. Still a lot going on, a lot going on. Uh, Let's dive into, yes, Oklahoma getting set to hire Brent Venables. Clemson defensive coordinator, of course, former Oklahoma defensive coordinator, ties to the program. I really like the hire. I mean, it's kind of weird, though, because the rumors that were going around the last few days, by the way, we're assuming it's going to be Brent Venables based on some of the reports. Good hire, very good hire. But when you get dragged on for a week and you're hearing rumors about Dabo Sweeney and Matt Rule, And just crazy names are popping up. I feel like, okay, Brent Venables was always a realistic hire, was always a really good hire. Why wasn't this announced on Monday? Like, it's not like Clemson was playing in an ACC title game. So I just wonder what took this so long. That's what I'm curious about. Now, Venables knows Oklahoma, knows the program, former D.C. under Bob Stoops, good fit, really like it. But, you know, when you get dragged on and you get teased like this for a week— and you're hearing about all these different names and all these different reports. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, good point, Elijah. Cliff Kingsbury was the stupidest rumor. Cliff Kingsbury is going to go from leading the NFC West Arizona Cardinals with a franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray to Norman, Oklahoma. It, it never made an ounce of sense. But the rumor mill was going bonkers about a week ago, six days ago at this time. None of it made any sense. But then it dragged on to the point where you're like, why is this taking so long? Maybe there's something happening here that the rest of us can't quite figure out. That appears to have not been the case. I like Venables. Um, You know, this is a guy who got offered a lot of head coaching jobs and turned them down. He was waiting for the right spot if he was ever going to leave Clemson. And Oklahoma is the right spot. And as Jimmy points out, they may have saved some commitments if they have announce the hire a bit quicker. I, I agree. I just, maybe we'll learn what took so long, assuming Venables is the guy based on some of the reports that came down. I believe Chris Lowe had it first this morning from ESPN at about uh, seven o'clock central time. But it was just, it was, uh, you wonder what took so long. Lonnie writes, no way Dabo was going to be the coach at Oklahoma. I, Lonnie, I'm not saying he was. I'm just saying the reports were out there. The rumors were out there that Dabo was at least talking to him. There were conversations there. I'm not saying I ever thought it was going to happen. I never thought it was realistic, but it was a conversation for those who were paying attention. And it was a crazy conversation, but it was a conversation that was legitimately out there. So, I mean, people were saying, oh, Dabo's lost his recruiting pipeline to Georgia because of Kirby Smart. He's going to leave. I never bought it. I never bought it. But Brent Venables overall is a hire that Oklahoma fans should be very, very pleased by, very happy about. And, yeah, I think it's just you you keep marching forward now. He hasn't been a head coach, so you wonder, you know, what's that going to be like? There's always that question mark. There's always that question mark. But, hey, if you look at recent hires from defensive coordinators in the Big 12, look at Dave Aranda. That thing's worked out okay, right? That thing's worked out just fine. So I like it. I like it a lot. And, you know, as the Big 12 uh, bowl games get announced throughout the day, we'll have uh, plenty of of coverage for you on the website. Plenty of coverage. Uh, Also on Facebook Live, I'm glad Dave Aranda didn't jump ship. Dave Dave Aranda's staying. Dave Dave Aranda's cut from a different breed. I mean, 
I'm not saying Dave Aranda's going to be in Waco forever. But with the way this coaching cycle went, Dave Aranda has proven to me that he's just cut from a different cloth. He's not one of these guys who's just in it for the quick buck, who's in it for the next job. Similar to a Matt Campbell. I think we actually have some really good, like not just really solid quality high-end coaches in the Big 12 right now. I think we have some great dudes who are coaching Big 12 teams right now. From Dave Aranda to, to Lance Leipold to Chris Kleiman to now Brent Venables to Mike Gundy, who's been loyal in Stillwater for going on two decades. I think Joey McGuire is a great hire at Texas Tech. Loves the state of Texas. Uh, you know, don't know much about Sonny Dykes. Jury's still out on Steve Sarkeesian. Neil Brown seems like a fine guy, but I can't really comment too much either way. But either way, I, I just think we have a really solid group of guys who are Big 12 head coaches right now. And this conference has a lot to be proud of. And you know what? Let's all be Cincinnati fans, by the way. Now that we're in bowl season, now that we're in bowl season, uh, Let's all be first off fans of every Big 12 team, just like we should be in the non-conference. And let's all be Cincinnati fans as Luke Fickle gets set to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide in that college football playoff. We appreciate you guys. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you find us. Let's remind you, by the way, I'm going to take one out for the folks on Facebook Live and YouTube. Heartland College Sports Koozies. You can get one of these suckers by leaving a rating and review on iTunes to our podcast. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll get you hooked up with one of these koozies. The only way to get the koozie is to leave a rating and review on iTunes. That helps this show grow as we beat all the other ESPN, CBS. We beat them all on the Big 12 podcast rankings. And our friends at mybookie.com. That's mybookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 for a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. We appreciate you guys. Have a great day. College football playoff rankings are out. Rest of the bowl uh, schedule going to be announced throughout the day. Go find us as well on YouTube, iTunes. Uh, We're here on Facebook Live, Instagram, Twitter. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Take care.